1: They're not gonna whoop that trick alone. We're gonna whoop that trick together if we're gonna whoop that trick. You know, we gotta. You know, one thing I don't respect is is people who only, who only bring it when they win it.
2: You know, or
1: you know, embrace crowds when you win it.
2: Um,
3: we call those front runners. We're not front runners, you know. We got, we got our ass kicked. That's all right. It
4: happens. But you don't be front runner You know, when, when, when you spew it out, you got, you got to be willing to take it and, and not hide from it, not duck from it,
1: not run from it, embrace it. So I appreciated the crowd tonight uh, and the energy that they brought to the game. You know, and if they, if they want to whoop that
3: streak, we're going to whoop them together. Kind of like when you're in the bathroom, you just kind of grab the switch and push it down, and it just goes right down the toilet. And it's kind of how we're going to do this one. Still in control of the series, but gotta understand uh it's gonna be really hard to you know close out this team because they're a really good team. And if we need any more reminder of that, we got it today.
1: All right. Uh so much for whooping that trick. The Warriors, uh, they got that ass whoop. they got that ass bust. Uh and the Woo! Grizzlies, they get to hustle and flow for another game. Uh Cause it ain't over for them. It ain't over for them. Because yeah. as the Warriors, as they are wont to do, tricked one off uh, last night. But before we kind of like unpack this, can we just stop and yeah. like appreciate for a moment the anthem that is "Whoop That Trick"? Cause I don't know I if mean, there's any on. set of circumstances. Is there any set of circumstances that could be going on that if you no. hear "Whoop That Trick," no. you're not gonna, you know? Hey, it just, it just it it's it's, Draymond. Just how could you blame him? It's just like you know. It just makes you do that. It just makes you put on a stank face. Just Mm, 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 yeah, mm, mm. it's like it's hard
3: not I know to buy it. I know Al Capone rides from Memphis in the mid South. Shout out Al Capone. Shout out Memphis. Uh, shout out Hustle and Flow. But does everybody in the crowd know what that mean? Do they know the context of that? I'm stuff? sure they do. It's just, it's Nationally, just, just no. Hilarious. I'm sure Memphis it,
1: does. Uh, I'm sure you they. Think do. Everybody
3: in Memphis. You think people in yes. that arena? Everybody who yes. going, Yes. Wolf that trick. Well, yeah, they, they know what that yes.
1: means. Okay. they know what it means? They know where it's from. They all remember okay. that, that great moment in American history when three six mafia won the Academy Award for his heart out here for a pimp. I mean, that yeah. that is, I mean, I mean, that's chunky Anthony Anderson right there. You know, that's Terrence. That's, that's OG Terrence. Oh, I mean, right. That movie was something.
3: That movie was tough. so Go! Anyway, I'ma like, recognize it's,
1: it's, if you know who you
3: playing. <laughs> DJ it's is my name.
1: You know. I mean, it's, man, that's
3: just still. It's amazing amazing years later. A whole, to see a whole arena,
1: right, doing that,
3: just into it. Because, because, no, what know. you
1: really saying, Michael? What you really saying, Michael? Is it's hilarious to see an arena full of white people talking about wolf that trick? But I a mean, lot of I, mean, I,
3: mean, I say a lot of it I get it, I get it, I get it. It's amazing. I get know. it. It's, it's a a beautiful thing. It's
1: amazing. What a time. What a time. But it's let, me let me ask you this. it is. beautiful. Well, well, What's even up? before we get to that though, Draymond, I love that mentality. Draymond getting into it as well because A, he just being a human being and enjoying enjoying a great, you know, yes. energetic anthem. But also I think what Draymond is doing is sending a message not just to the Grizzlies, but also to the younger members of the team team. that exactly that haven't gone through these things like yo, we good. It's all right. It happens whether we lost by 39 or 9. We got a game at home to close this out and two games to win this series. So I think it was a subliminal not so subliminal message about the mentality, the championship mentality of the Warriors that hey, let Memphis have its night Let them have this one. This one got away from us, but we're not going to be down on ourselves. So I love the mentality about hey, we're not going to whoop that trick. You're not going to do it by yourself. We're going to do it together. Were you feeling that from Draymond?
3: I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You know the Draymond spirit in general. I'm feeling and every championship team needs a Draymond green type and it's one of those things where it's easy. Mike, if you got the number one pick in the draft generally some of the number ones have gone on to be you know foundational players whether it's Kareem or AI who we just talked about LeBron James it's easy get that guy and he's going to be a part of your championship mix and you know it but you don't know where that Draymond type is coming from i think you know that glue guy who does a lot more than that who is who does stuff on the court off the court so i love that mentality and the other thing is i just hate all the phoniness that happens uh, now in sports because of Oh, the optics of it, because, oh, you going to get dragged
1: on, you'll get
3: dragged on you gotta, social media. You got to, you, you got to so, sit there
1: and pout. You got to, you got to you got to be crying. You got to be, yeah, you can't, you, you can't
3: Why enjoy. are you
1: laughing? Right. Why are you, you can't be singing? when You can't be a good sport. You can't dumb. be, a good, yeah. <laughs> you can't be right. a good sport in sports. Like even Steph, all you could do is laugh. All you could do is laugh. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. So now okay. it's not funny. Now it's not funny. Was this one bad night for Golden State? I'm, well, I'm asking. I'm asking this question. Was it one bad night for Golden State? Or do you have reason to worry about the Warriors? No in the series. No, not yet. No,
3: not yet. No, not no, yet. No, no, mm. no, not, not like they're up. They're up 3-2 on the team that has home court advantage in this series in the last game. Okay, before this, okay, they got beat down last night, right? How about game four? Game four that. that told they barely you a want about the Warriors. This team that couldn't buy a bucket for 46 47 minutes was able hey. to They trail for 47 minutes final minute of the game. They st- they take they take victory out of the jaws of defeat. That's really what it was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Memphis is like what happened to us. So Memphis is thinking it should be 2-2. It should have been 2-2 going into this game with this victory they should be up 3-2. Maybe they're thinking that no, 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 They're going back home game six. They took a beat down. It's not going to happen again. Mike, They've already proven they, they can play their game. They can play their game and beat Memphis and they can play Memphis's game
1: and Ooh, beat Memphis. we see that's this a little remix different. on that. We see. We well, see that's this a little remix different. on that
3: Don Shula that little uh, remix on that bum Phillips. He can take yours and beat his. He, he can take yours and beat his or take his and beat yours. Yeah, so I I, I like uh, not only if if you're
1: Memphis, not only if you're Memphis, do you think it should be 3-2? You think it should be over. Hence, we forget lest we forget game one. Like, I mean, this series, the Warriors have not. I mean, listen, you can look at if you're the Warriors, you look at last night as much of an aberration as game three was in the Warriors Mm -hmm. favor when Mm -hmm. they blew him out despite Ja's 47 points, but the Warriors with or without Ja. Have not distinguished themselves as far and away the better team, the way we've been talking about them. The other part of it is this, man. Yesterday we was on some rest in peace, some Dennis Green stuff. Last yesterday, we were talking about the Warriors. We were crowning the Warriors. I remember the moment when you and I, I think we were talking to Mark Spears, and we were talking as if this we series was already over. It was like, so the Warriors moving on. What because they got for the cause? It I mean, is. Oh man, the time because for worrying. I I asked you a rhetorical question the time for worry worrying if you're the Warriors was going into that game yesterday because not that you need a reminder, but I'll do it anyway. This was a team that won 20 games in the regular season without John ja Morant. This is a team that is nice. more than confident and capable playing without yep. John ja Morant. and the last yeah. thing the Warriors needed to do was give this young cocky, confident, edgy team, the official team of brother from another give them even more confidence. Michael, Bro. I'm not assuming that the Warriors are going to take better care of the ball. I'm not assuming that Mike Brown will assume the the, the role of Steve Kerr. And I'm not trying to blame Mike Brown for these last two games, but there's been a drop off and it's coincided yes, with the absence of, of Steve Kerr. Okay, that's right. But nonetheless, yeah, that's right. I'm not I'm not assuming that the Warriors are just going all of a sudden flip a switch and handle their business at home while a while a while a talented deep Memphis team goes along with that program. They don't get that memo. So in other words, get there, Michael, I see this going seven. And if the Warriors do this, they're going to have to do this the hard way. Okay, Okay. they're going to have to do this on the road. This Let's is what you seven. get for tricking off that game last night. They, game six, it would not shock me in the least, Michael, if Memphis won Game six in Golden State. Okay. I know everybody assumes, All right. oh, Golden State, they just they just wanted to close them out at home. No, they wanted to close them out last night. But Memphis was they having no, none right. of it. They they didn't they weren't having any of it. I don't buy this whole oh they had their eye on Friday night or they just gave that game away. They didn't show up to play. No, they showed up to play, but Memphis did too as Memphis always yeah, right. does, for the most part. Give credit to Memphis. This is going Give seven, credit to Memphis. So all if, seven. if I were the okay. Warriors or their fans, I would be worried, sick about this series right now.
3: Worried, sick, when you're up three games to two on Memphis, you haven't really played your game. You haven't played a great game, maybe like one great game out of the one, five, yeah. where it's like, yeah, you say, oh, fingerprints all over. This is a Golden State game. This is a Golden State game. I don't yeah. even need to see it. Give me the profile of this. That's a Warriors game. They haven't played that yet and they lead the series three games to two. Here's the other thing and, and I really feel this. I love the NBA playoffs. You know how much I love the playoffs. I love it. I love it. I love it because the playoffs tell you everything that you think you think you know about the regular season the playoffs say no 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 here it is. We're going to accept it just exposes everybody everybody gets exposed. Even the champions get get exposed. Here's what you can do Here's what you can't do. Oh, this is what you got in reserve. You didn't even know it. This guy is a rising star. Oh, this guy, he's a previous all-star but not ready for this kind of competition. The playoffs always bear that up. But the thing I love about the playoffs more than anything is this. yep you know, being a champion is kind of like being a parent. I can't tell you, Mike, you can't tell anybody who's ever been a parent. Sometimes they don't want to hear you. And sometimes they do want to hear you, but you can't describe it to them until they go through it. So yes, I got you with your and, young and, 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 and even talented. Then, you're, you're parenting yeah. your children, which ain't the same as parenting mine, right? But I'm telling you this: I'll give you your young, hungry, whoop that trick, arrogant, talented, don't know any better. Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies, but they're not champions. They're not champions. And so, Golden State, Golden State, they are, and that matters. Okay. It matters. Well, let me give you a little playoffs. bit of a history
1: lesson. Let me give you a little bit of a history lesson. Once upon a time, the Warriors were not champions until right. they were. Right. Until they were. Until you. Okay. Until they uh, were. Until. Uh, right. And so, like, for me. This is not to me. And I'm, by the way, Mike, I just want to be clear on this and I think you I think this goes without saying I'm not reacting to the 55 point deficit at one point. I'm not oh, reacting to the 39 the point margin of victory. I'm saying you talk about exposed. There are flaws in the Warriors. That have been exposed throughout this series. You know, Draymond Green has uh, 20 points. Oh, excuse me, 20 turnovers and 24 points in this series. I, I get he's grieving rest in peace to Adrian Payne. But Draymond yes. Green has struggled this series. Jordan Poole, that pool party, has been canceled the last two games. Okay, Steph Curry has not shot over well, overall well in this series. So the Warriors are not this unbeatable juggernaut at home. And even without Man. John Morant, the Grizzlies can Man. go toe to toe and eye to eye. It's yes, it's three two, but I'm saying. Okay, so that's that's. You're acting act like, act like it's over in six. No sweat. I'm last you, night man. was just one night. No big deal. Okay. This is I, I don't see it that way. Like if it's I'm like, a Warriors okay, fan don't. or a member of the Warriors, I'm laughing on the outside. But on the inside, I'm like, yo, we better handle our freaking business because I ain't trying to go back there.
3: All those and things it's a very real
1: chance that they do go back back there and in a game seven, you and I both know anything can happen. Game seven at either. home in Memphis. You don't, I don't believe that either. Nope. Nope. I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't think the Warriors uh, have to be told how quickly a 3-1 lead can evaporate. Maybe it's still too soon. Okay. Maybe some things are okay. better left unsaid. I know LeBron ain't walking through that door from Memphis or Kyrie Irving, right? But nonetheless, okay. okay. A 3-1 oh, lead can disappear very quickly. If you're not careful, LeBron LeBron ain't walking through that door. Kyrie ain't walking
3: through that door. Neither is John Morant. So all these things talking about hey Memphis. Yeah, they they got some toughness and they got some grind to them. They, they ain't no punks. They ain't go back down. We ain't got a job. We played well without a job before but in the playoffs it's different. What's your playoff record without a job? Not great. It's not great. So
1: I mean, okay. hasn't been it's a small sample size, but they look good I mean, last night the game before they but, led for 47 minutes. What would you they rather led for 47 have? minutes? Yeah. Who would I rather be? uh, Oh, who would I I rather be right now? Oh, I'd rather be. I'd rather be Memphis. I'd rather be Memphis. Wow. I'd rather be Memphis because somehow, because somehow Memphis is the higher seated home court having underdog right now, and people like you, just like going into Game Five, talking real matter of fact, like this is like the Warriors somehow are entitled. Look, you may be. You may be right. I just don't like how casual you are about it. I know. know. I mean, you you may end up being right. You may end up being correct. You may end up being right (laughs) Friday night or in Game Seven. But you're way too casual about this. You're way too dismissive (laughs) of the Grizzlies. Listen, you're so dismissive about of the Grizzlies. How can you be so dismissive?
3: I'm, I'm dismissive. They don't have their best player. And, they're and down they won by 39. Yeah, <laughs> and great. they led by 55. To, to get them and seven dudes scored double figures. To, great. To get them from 3 1 to 3 2. You've said all these stats. Think about this. You said Draymond, 20 turnovers. I heard you. I heard you. 18 offensive rebounds. You want
1: more stats? Uh, oh, 22 turnovers wait, wait, wait. for the Warriors. You want more? I don't want, I don't want more stats. I got more where that came from. Okay. All right. You said Draymond
3: has 20 turnovers and 24 points. You said Steph Curry. Hasn't played. Well, Steve Kerr not had to coach the yes. last couple of games. You said the pool yes. party's over. Good line that pool party's been canceled all this last stuff, two games yet. Not in general. They're going back to San Francisco. They got a 3-2 lead and Memphis has John ja Morant sitting with T. Morant, Michael Smith, Terrence Howard, Anthony Anderson and some tiles. Okay, that's what Don't he's doing. To P. Come Hansen. on. Come on! Oh yeah, Charles P shout out. So, th- no, I'd much rather be Golden State because after a while, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're
1: gonna get back to who they are. Oh, 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 they okay. You they are. oh okay. You just know that. Oh, okay. You just, okay. You, you just know. You just guarantee okay. that they just bigger, gonna be, they just gonna be sample size. this championship team. The think size. they're gonna be. Uh, listen, bigger man. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, listen, hey, I, I, understand hey, listen. why you, hey, you know, why, I, I get being confident. You can be confident. And that's not even, Just don't that's be not comfortable. Even my team. Just that's don't be comfortable. Squad. Just don't be comfortable is all I'm saying you a little too comfortable with the notion of the Warriors are supposed to win this series because they're the Warriors. I, this series Tyus Jones did not get the memo that he is the backup point guard the league's annual leader in assist to turnover ratio. That's a good ass team okay. without Ja Moran bro without uh, Jammer. Y'all sitting up so, here. Y'all sitting up here comfortable. What's up on? Yeah, uh, right? And, and what you call that? <laughs> Black Panther. That's good. No. And meanwhile, meanwhile, you got your warriors acting real Sixers ish real untrustworthy. Let's go. Let's go. But here's the other thing. Uh, okay, can we flip it around? Y'all having a go. party?
3: Y'all having a party, and you're still not 3-2. Why y'all kicking it like, I do t- nah, to know, but fight. you know
1: who you playing for? DJ is my name. Is my game. I don't remember the first. Yes, right. Get him. Get him.
5: It's
6: 3-2. Get him. Get him. Get him. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their Summer Splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.
2: And then again, um, like I say, man, the playoffs is all about moments. It's not about how many shots you make not about how many points you score, it's just about moments to me. And uh, we have a lot of guys on this team that can have moments.
1: Uh, We've seen 14 points decimate just like that. Um, We know it's the playoffs and we know this is a great offensive team and defensive team, but um, we've also done it ourselves where we've been up and and just kind of walked teams down uh, or teams have walked us down and and kind of came back. So we just always stay with that confidence uh, that there's always going to be time left and, and if we take care of business, we'll always give ourselves a chance.
7: It was good, but uh, at the end of the day, um, can't get too high, can't get too low. Like we were up seven or ten in the previous game, we we lost it. Uh, they were up, they lost this one. Like we just keep going back and forth, you know. And at the end of the day, like um, you can't get too high for this, you know. Obviously, it's great to win the game, it's great to go back home and feel good about ourselves, but uh, the job, the job's not done.
1: You know what these these extreme results, either blowouts or comebacks or collapses depending on your perspective. You got to be careful yes. not to go too to either extreme when it comes to assigning blame or credit. We talked about this with Miami and Philadelphia. It's true with the Golden State's performance and Memphis's performance last night, same in this game. Celtics up by 14 at one point. Bucks in the game on 11 11-2 run, excuse me. Almost <laughs> a role reversal cuz the Celtics had been closing games better than the Bucks recently. Um, 17 offensive rebounds for the for the Bucks. seven by Bobby Portis, seven in the fourth quarter. The Celtics mm-hmm. lost their ever-loving mm-hmm. mind in the fourth quarter. They didn't just lose the game. They lost mm-hmm. their ever-loving loving mind. Celtics had yes, five turnovers in the fourth quarter, attempted no three-pointers in the fourth quarter. No. They stopped moving no. the ball in the fourth quarter, and they attempted four free throws in the final eight minutes of the fourth quarter despite being in the bonus. So, question is this. They blew that game from Boston's perspective. Did the Celtics blow the series in the process?
3: Before I answer that question, let me ask you a question. Okay? What do you call a cow on the ground? (laughs) No, what do you call a cow on the floor? I love that. It just crashed me up. Anyway, uh, here's the answer Series is over. They blew the series. They blew the series by blowing that game and and that's and, and here's here's the twist though. I'm not saying they, they're going to lose game six. They got a really good chance of winning game six. They can win game six. But I think I think two things are true here. One I think they blew a golden opportunity uh, going up 3-2 in this series. is hard now at this point when it turned into a best-of-three situation, it's just hard for either team to win two games in a row. They're just so uh, evenly matched in, in many ways.
1: I've always rejected that thought process. I've always rejected that thought process. Well, okay, they, that, but that I, I'm not
3: talking about always. I'm not talking about always. I'm talking no. about here. I'm talking about this specific.
1: I'm but, not relating. I'm not connecting general. them to. No, well, no, okay, that's fine. I'm talking talk, talk about the notion. I'm talking about the notion of having to win two in a row. Whatever with okay. whether well, it's the Celtics or anybody else down three, in two. In this case, they don't have to win two in, this in case, a row.
3: Okay, well, you gotta win two games.
1: When you're down well, three-two, you are down you got to win have, two games. No, they, they have to they have to win one game. Okay, they so have to they win, win game six one. on the road. Well, so do the Bucs. See, here, here, this way, those are separate. That's what so, but no, but that's the, that's the problem with that logic. So do the Bucs. If they win the, game okay. six which they can do in Milwaukee. They lost game three by two points and they won game four. So they can go to the deer district and get it done. They can win in Milwaukee. You just acknowledge that. I believe the Celtics can win in Milwaukee. okay. Then game seven is at home. Both teams got to win that game. So that's not winning two in a row. Here's 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 this is what I
3: reject. I reject that anybody can win a game seven. No. I don't. I, in this case, I reject that anybody can win a Game Seven. There's an advantage in Game Seven when teams are when teams are even like this. The advantage, once again, goes to best player in the world on your side and have done it before. Like the only 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 person on the Celtics side hmm. who has won a championship. It's funny you is say their Head coach. Only uh-huh. only person on the Celtics side who's won a championship is Ime Udoka. Nobody yep. else has even played in an NBA Finals game. Al Horford has never played in the NBA Finals. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, D- Derek White, all these guys. So I think it's really what's 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 obvious to me about the Celtics from last mm-hmm. night. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some, I'm going to read some things to you. This, this is going to blow your mind. Because it's not just the last couple of minutes. <laughs> like the Celtics really had a meltdown. Six minutes left. They're up by seven. Derek White yep. lobs the ball over Horford's head. Four and a half minutes to play. 444 left. They're up by six. Giannis gets an offensive rebound off a holiday miss and puts it back. They're up by four. 145 left. Celtics up by six with the ball. Yeah. West Matthews' offensive rebound. Giannis I hits they a three. From Stan Van Gundy. Stuff. Van Gundy saying, hey, don't take the three. Giannis hits the three. He needs. It. He makes them when he needs them. Yeah. Then. Up by three with the ball, forty-nine seconds left. Marcus Smart yeah, it turns it over. Holiday three. Yeah. Down by one. Giannis missed free throw. Bobby Portis. I love me some Bobby Portis. 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 Put back.
1: Holiday yeah, I mean, blocks. So the great play. I do just know the mel-
3: See, they. they, they, they Epic I think down. the reason I give the the Bucks the advantage in in a game six or a game seven is that when you like a team like the Celtics, they've done this before. They've done this. They've come yeah. to the. They, they're good enough. Yeah. They're good enough to beat elite teams, but they yeah. have a hard time closing out elite teams because they don't underrate them. They underestimate them. They underestimate that that somebody in that situation will tear your effing face off to win the game. Giannis, they, don't, hey, they never stop playing
1: hard. You you called you called it a street fight. So it is rather appropriate that Giannis had a cut above his, his eye. This street fight is destined to let me say a couple of things. It is destined to go seven games. It will go into overtime in a seventh game. I wish it could go nine games. Uh, this is as incredible a series as we could ask for. This is the series that we thought the last series was going to be between Boston and Brooklyn. Okay, but let me go back to Brooklyn. And last year, how soon we forget, you said a couple of things that, that that raised red flags for me. You said in a game seven, the advantage goes to the best player in the world and the team that's been there, done that and gotten a t-shirt the champion, the team with the champ, the proven championship medal. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? I just want to confirm That's what you said a team. second yep, ago.
3: Yeah, right, right. the
1: team. Okay. Okay. But I happen to think last year, this is the best player in the world. Okay. Last year, and you know that a lot of people. And you know, I to, you know, I feel that way. You're not in the minority, not by a long okay, shot. Right. That, right. that that that's both of our positions and a lot of people's positions at this point. But a year ago at this time, not not even at this time, June fifteenth, twenty twenty one. After Kevin Durant goes for forty nine points and seventeen rebounds in a game five win in Brooklyn to go up three two in that series. The Bucs had to wait for it, win two straight games, including a game seven on the road in which Kevin Durant infamously stepped on a three point line, not to relitigate that I'm just simply pointing out prior to last year. The Bucs had not been there and done that Giannis had not been the best was not the best player in the world. Giannis had not gone to the finals and proved his championship medal. Well, he was on his way to being that because you and I talked about how he got better not only within the playoffs, but within the finals. Okay, right. All I'm saying is for you to resort and and reduce this to what I've seen the Bucks do it. So they have an advantage. Michael, I'm sorry, man. This series is so close. It's it's so fascinating. This is two topics in a row. How two people could watch the same series and see it so differently. I don't see how you can Dismiss the Celtics' chances of winning not only a Game Six on the road against the Bucks, but a Game I didn't Seven just, no, I didn't. at home. I didn't, no,
3: no, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, they can, no. I, I, I think I like their chances in Game Six. I like their chances in Game Six. I do. Okay, like Game Seven. And game, game Seven. This is what the Celtics have to do: a couple of things to win this to win the series. I mean, to knock out the Bucks, to knock them out.
1: They got to kill him. I think th- if it bleeds, I they can kill him.
3: Their best player still hasn't raised his game to a Giannis level. Like it's okay to beat him. It really is a, the simple uh, to beat. You know, you go, you go beat him. You gotta come at the King. You have to match him. Can't miss. So Giannis yep. is there. Yep. Jason Tatum has yep. had some great quarters. He's had some great moments like Bobby Portis was talking about. He had some great moments, but to win a game seven, I I am seeing like for a forty-five minute game. You gotta play forty-five minutes and play great. You gotta do it, you gotta do a Giannis. To beat Giannis. And he still okay. hasn't that we're five you games into a series. He has not seen a, a great Does day he have game it game in yet. him?
1: Does he have it in him? That's you don't a, think you put off of game question. six or game seven?
3: That's a great that's a great question. That's a great I mean, listen. For, for all yet? we know,
1: again, but we what we have seen is a series that is paper thin. The margin between these two teams is paper thin. As a matter of fact, let me just—I know we'll talk about the other two closeout games that, or the two closeout games, the road closeout games, later on in the show that we have tonight. We have Miami at Philly up three-two. We have Phoenix at Dallas up three-two. We'll talk about them, Mike. I think we're gonna have four game sevens. I, all of these teams, we talked about the parody the other day with Chris Mannix. None of these teams has proved itself to be clearly the better team in their series and just when you want to believe in any of the teams, whether it's Philly, whether it's Golden State, whether it's Phoenix, whether it's Boston yesterday, I probably was this close to saying that Boston was the most impressive team in these playoffs. They go and blow a lead and they break your heart. Game seven for all we know and we got to win game six in Milwaukee, which is a tall order tall order. Right. Game six in Milwaukee is going to be hard because Milwaukee, having been there, done that, knowing what it takes, will not take that game lightly like some other teams, right? Game seven may be the moment when Jason Tatum, forget the first round against Brooklyn, truly we'll see. inserts himself in the conversation for top we'll five ish players. It's going to take that. When he goes head I'm not to head in he Giannis at that. home. Right. I he can't here. do that. But that's what but it's going to take, hundred percent. That's what it's going to take. He's got to
3: show that, and if he shows I still believe that, in Boston sure.
1: despite last night. I still believe in Boston despite what Man, they did last night. I, I think you can't.
3: I, I, I just, I think it's hard to the, mess around with the game like that. I think it's hard to mess around with yeah. the game like that in the game five. At one point, um, I think they had a ninety, I think ninety six point four percent chance of winning mm-hmm. the game. Uh, They're up by fourteen at the start of the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just amazing that, that that one that that up by six with the ball and a minute and 45 left that just blows my mind. That was that was one of the worst playoff collapses. I've seen as a fan as somebody who covered basketball for years, anything like my basketball watching life. Now, it's not the worst, but it's one of them. It's like, well, in, I don't in, I don't know what
1: the what the what the win probability has been throughout the series, but it ain't that much worse than the collapses that we've seen from the Bucks. The Bucks were on the receiving end of, of, uh, of five, that uh, in this, in this series. Points. In this very series, the Bucks have been on the receiving end of it. Like this, is such a coin flip. This is such a coin flip, toss-up series, until I believe that it is destined to go seven games. And I and I, I I think I I know I like Boston's chances at home in Game Seven a lot more than you. Do you? I love really? Milwaukee. I love, I love Milwaukee. I love what Milwaukee is made of. Giannis is the best player in the world, regardless of what happens this series. Two-time MVP, reigning finals MVP. He's got that on lock until further notice. But I just haven't seen anything that would suggest, including the collapse last night. I want to tell you something. Oh, yeah, it's over. The Celtics can't win the next two games. And again, it's a it's a subtle, it's a subtle difference in in perspective. It's not two games in a row. It's win game six, and both of y'all are in the same position all over again. And it's one game for all of it at home in Boston. I like those chairs. I, even right, with the right, best player in the world on the other side, even with them having, you, even them being the defending listen, champions, coach. I'd rather be Boston in that position every day listen, and twice coach, on listen, Sundays. Listen. Sundays. Listen, coach, coach, and I'm calling you coach. For <laughs> coach. A okay. I don't, oh no, all that's that's, that's, all that's all old hands right. dude. Old hands do, do that. Right, uh, coach, Co- coach. 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 Come on, coach. Like, you, like, do, like you know, I know they know they know go never coached, right? You know, I never coached. Doc is another one. Doc is another. I don't have a PhD.
3: I can't call it Doc, coach. Hey, a doc, hey doctor. A right. Doctor. Right. Doctor. Look, doctor. 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 That's it. Do the right thing. That's it. That's it. Um, a couple of things. I don't care what your math is, what your logic is. One team has to win two games, and the other <laughs> team's
1: got to win one.
2: I don't care. I
1: mean, if you want to you be say, literal about it. You I don't mean care okay. What you say. Well, I mean well, Yeah, if you want to be literal say. about it,
5: yes. Yeah, Three two.
1: What do. does the do. team? I want to know yeah, what's first to against. It is a race to four. <laughs> it is a race wanna to know four. I want to know what I'm up against. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, it is a race to <laughs> four. But <laughs> technically, okay, you're right. But if they win game six, then we ain't talking about Boston winning two in a row. We're talking about one game. I give you something. It is a mentality. Can I give you
3: something for your team? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Can I give you something for your team on the way out? All right, so my team. Yeah. Point this out, your team. Point this out. I started. I started really riding for Kevin Garnett when he was a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they were losing a game to the Lakers on the road by like 35 points, and he was playing hard, brother. He was playing hard still. And I said, "Wow, look at that. That's what I love." And Milwaukee did the same thing. In game three, and game two, when they were getting blown out by the Celtics, this team doesn't stop playing hard. They won't stop. Tell your team that. They just keep coming, no matter what. Tell my coming. team that?
1: So that's Tell you your just team own that, Boston? Yes. It's not like you just own Always Boston. Play like, hard. You don't want nothing to do with them.
6: Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their Summer Splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.
0: I mean, this is uh, definitely impressive, um, but, you know, to use our our players phrase, we deep. I mean, we're deep. I mean, it's as simple as that. So uh, I think we say that not arrogantly. We say that confidently because anybody that steps out on the floor can make an impact for us to see what uh, Tyus Jones is doing right now, what Jaron Jackson's doing. Steven Adams having not been out for a, a good portion of the playoffs and coming back in and making a statement guys off the bench. Um, a lot of different guys stepping up. It's really impressive, you know, with no matter who's out, you know, jaws out, anyone else goes out, uh, our guys rally and compete. And, you know, tonight was a big win for
7: us.
8: You guys are rubbing off on Coach Jenkins because he used a phrase that you said that you guys use all the time and just said, we deep. When it comes to a game <laughs> like this, he said it. <laughs> uh, when it comes to a game like this okay. though, when you have like seven players in double figures, what can you guys add to that statement that Coach Jenkins made about what you guys have showcased tonight?
4: We deep. Wow. We deep. Yeah, we can leave it at that. Leave it with Could what Coach not- said.
7: What would it mean to you all to have a chance to get back into this building in front of this crowd one more time to hear whoop that trick again?
4: I mean, that's what we work for. Um,
5: I mean, that's the goal. Um, you know, I don't want to just hear it one I want to hear it, you know, as ever many more times we, we can hear it till, you know. But, yeah, we'll leave that for later. But, yeah,
3: I definitely want to hear it again.
5: Yeah, relaxed under pressure, man. Just keep going. Um, mentality's just got to be calm and focused.
1: It is a great day to have Memphis Grizzlies reporter from Grind City Media, Megan Triplet, on the show. Uh, Megan, first of all, just the atmosphere. Like, what is it like? Because we were getting hype. We were getting yeah. crumped early in the show when we play whoop that trick. I mean, it's just hard not to do that when you hit a song. Like, what is it like in the arena? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, all professionalism must go out the window for you. I imagine when that comes on, right?
8: Um, It definitely does. You guys like I'm from Memphis. So this like even means a whole lot more. So to cover a team and to be like, in this moment in experience actually interned for the Grizzlies way back in the day and the grit and grind days when the Grizzlies made it to the Western Conference finals and so and that's kind of like those years when whoop that trick became a thing and it is just so electric I can't describe it because my parents are big Grizzlies fans. They go to every single Grizzlies game. And, you know, they're in the upper 60s. I'm not going to give their age. But it's different from them. But to even see them wave their growl towel, I'm so like, I don't know how I <laughs> feel about this, but it's okay. But in that moment, you just look around the city of Memphis because it's such a diverse place. And you're like, we are all in this together. And it's just, I cannot even describe it. But it's beautiful. Well,
1: that's perfect. Because we, we, were, we were debating earlier. I assume that everybody does. Michael was like, Does everybody in that arena know what they're saying? I like yeah, they do. It's Memphis, of course they know
8: what that trick. Everybody, not
1: really. Everybody
8: in there. You You know, I don't think. the majority of people do. like they, Everyone knows the history of Hustle and Float, but there's this like new generation, I think, that's coming up, because like, you have so many kids. It's the kids who are just like, I don't probably think so, but at this point, it's taking on its whole new meaning. Like <laughs> Back in the day, it's Hustle and Float. It's that movie, and now when I hear Whoop That Trick, I honestly think of the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think that is what's so special about this Grizzlies group. It's kind of like it's changed the meaning. It's still like in the bed of it from like the meat of it all, but it's like adapted into now it's become this whole Memphis Grizzlies like anthem.
3: All right. We need you to uh, throw your perspective uh, into this pile that we are starting to build here. So Michael Smith says, Hey, Golden State should be a little nervous right now.
9: Yeah, Uh, Yeah, three,
3: two. Hey, going back. This team was left for dead. Golden State should be nervous. I'm saying no, no, no. Hmm. Uh, Golden State hadn't played. Well, Golden State hadn't played. Well, Draymond Green had some struggles. Steph Curry has some struggles, but they're still up three 2 going home and Memphis doesn't have its best player. What say you Megan?
8: Okay, I'm going to go with Michael and on this one but I agree with him. Look, all the points you made are Act like are, per, are right. Like Golden State has not played well this entire series. They have not played their type of brand of basketball. Meanwhile, from what you saw last night in a game five situations at this Grizzlies team, and they did it throughout the entire regular season, they've had to adapt and adjust. Yes, you're out, you're without John Morant, but we've been there, done that in the regular season. I get it. Playoffs are totally different when it comes to the NBA. But as you saw in the game five situation, this team has some athletic guys. They have their length. They've now gotten back into like their brand of basketball. And the biggest thing is like they're doing this for John Morant. They're doing this for our point guard in 12 and they're all coming together and to have his back. And when I look at this, Grizzlies group in this series, Draymond Green said this after the game. He said, when you think about this series now, the Warriors are going to have to adjust because it's a totally different series. You can't take what happened in the first three games and say, okay, let's use that as an example because now this group has changed a little bit. They're different without their star in John Moran and what they're showing as the sound that you just showed was this team is so deep. And now for the Warriors, they're going to have to change and adjust. Well, meanwhile, for the Grizzlies, we've done it before. So if I'm the Warriors, I would be a little worried as, as well because you haven't played well. And I think that is the scary thing and also like the worrisome part of it too because if you haven't played well and the Grizzlies are doing this to you, I think they can, can kind of continue.
1: Going back to just your Memphis roots, and and even the grind city days. I I hesitate to ask you this question because I know, you know, y'all tired of being, you know, just a a fun team, a cute story that that makes the playoffs and, you know, no participation trophies in Memphis. I get it. But last night seemed it's always electric in that building. It's all FedEx forum is always rocking. But last night seemed like something that no matter what happens in game six or even game seven, It seemed like one of those moments that y'all will never forget and that the franchise this young franchise. I believe I heard was the youngest team in the conference semifinals in the last 25 years that this young franchise. It'll be if there's ever a documentary or 30 for 30 done about this iteration of the Memphis Grizzlies last night will be kind of like a a, a game. That's going to be one for the books one for the archives no matter what happens the rest of this series. Is that too much of a am I getting too cute there? Or is there their victory even if there's a series defeat in last night's win?
8: I think it's if you're talking to um, the players, they want more. Like, at the end of this, all they want to keep winning they want to keep playing. If you're looking at Grizzlies fans and talking to Grizzlies fans and for what, from the outside perspective, I think players would agree, but, you know, their goal is always to win it all, to be the last team standing with that championship trophy. But overall, the picture, if you look at this, like, how this team has adjusted and adapted in these three years, thinking about Coach Jenkins, it's his third year. John Morant, it's his third year. Uh, Zach Kleiman, our general manager, who was just named executive of the year, it's his third year. This is a team that does not have a player over the age of 30. And when you think about from that first year to the Zach Kleiman, Taylor Jenkins era and the John Morant era, that was a season where you barely made it into the play. You were so close. And then that second year, you get into the play-in tournament, you upset the Spurs, you get past the Warriors, and you lose to the Golden State to the Utah Jazz in that first round. And now here you are in the third year where you've exceeded all expectations. You have a 22-year-old who's leading that charge. The second da- the second guy down the rings is Jaron Jackson Jr., who is also 22. And then you've got Desmond Bain, who's made a name for himself, who some people are saying, like, we didn't even know who this guy was coming out, out of TCU. People were surprised that the Grizzlies, uh, you know, got that earlier draft pick to get Desmond Bain. And now here they are in the Western Conference semifinals, and they're taking on the Golden State Warriors and making the Golden State Warriors look as if they, there might be on some shaky ground. It feels it's like that next generation of guys coming in. And you see a lot of the same similarities from the Golden State Warriors from a few years ago to what the Grizzlies are doing right now and what they're building. I walk away with whatever happens in game six. I want to see this team continue to play and continue to win. But I walk away with being like so, so happy for what they've done this year because they have exceeded anything that anyone can ever think. It's like I have to ask you guys, did you all ever pick? The Memphis Grizzlies to have the second best record in the league to be the two seed in the Western Conference conference, like come on, I know no one did.
1: No, but we will have you know, and it's been a long time coming since we've been trying to get you on the show. We uh, we have long adopted the Memphis Grizzlies as the official team of brother from another because Desmond Bain came on the show, and we were believers all season in Memphis. We were on the bandwagon, Uh, you know. Obviously, Kelsey's been on the show. So like we we might we are we are modest we might as well have like you know residency in Memphis. You know what I mean? We put on for Memphis. Like it's 36 Mafia, it's ball and G, it's hustling Flow, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Like we all in. We are all in mm-hmm. um, on this show. But um but, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. So. Go ahead,
3: Michael. <laughs> uh, no, okay. no, no, that no. Yeah. You you're saying you and you and us. You're all these folks yeah. and us uh, right. in yeah. Memphis. But I, I need you, since we're we're outsiders looking in. And, and admiring Memphis from afar. I need you to take us inside the Grizzlies baby. family reunion Grizzlies family reunion. Tell us some of these conversations because when we hear and I hear a lot of people say it, but I wonder if people in Memphis say it that they are a better team without John Moran who's saying hmm. that is that just like some who, like who, yeah, rebels who say that saying that better. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like is it some rebels off at one table at the reunion, or is the reunion split? Like some people over there, or those people over there, are saying it, but us over here, we don't talk like that. How how many how, how prevalent is that talk in Memphis?
8: Uh, not at all. That, that conversation is not even happening at our family reunion. They're not even a part of the family. You know, like those family members like who don't get invited to the reunion. Who are just like, right. what whatever, happened? whatever happened to that cousin Bobby of ours? Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know. Right. He- he's still alive. He's still, he's still look down the street. You just don't see him. Those are those people that we don't, we don't talk That's about we don't talk. uncle. Tom. I have no idea who they are.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, it's what, just like what, 100%. So not not even, not even,
3: not even legitimate that you can't no. even see why somebody would, would bring that up in any, in any way, shape or form
8: here. People bring it up because you see the record and like, because when you see John Morant do everything crazy, phenomenal, you're running out of adjectives to describe what he's doing out there on the court. And then when you see what this team has done without who is our MVP of our group, like you've seen that and it's like, wow, wait a second. How did this team go 20 and five during the regular season? Now they're 21 and six without John Moran. But I just, honestly, I I give a lot of credit to just the culture of that locker room. The entire season, Coach Jenkins has preached next minute up mentality. You know, I think the pandemic taught us that you just never, you never know who's going to be in the lineup, who's going to be in the rotation, who's going to be in the locker room, and those guys have taken that like serious, and they've always stayed ready. This is a group that will always stay ready, and will all will always have each other's backs, and they don't have egos. And I think that's what it is, and it it, it isn't a thing of like, oh, we're better. With jaw, without jaw, it's just a matter of like jaws are jaws are point guard. We know that. Trust me. We want jaw out there. Our hearts break that we had to see a game uh, these last two games in jaw and street clothes. And like in that Balenciaga, I do like the chain jaw, but like, you know, we want to see him in a Grizzlies uniform in a jersey. But we're w- well aware that we wish he could have him out there. But it just shows you kind of what this team has been built around the entire season. If anything, That's a very very scary thing to see around the league when a lot of these teams who when they don't have their star look what they have not been able to do.
1: And that's why you have the executive uh, of the year as we mentioned. Um, So the guy I want to talk about in particular though, is is Tyus Jones just would love to know more about him. I mean, you know, obviously one at Duke has been steady. I I feel like he's led the league in assist to turnover ratio like the last four years nine assists, no turnovers last night he's a, I mean, it's the depth, but he's a major reason why this team doesn't seem to miss a beat when Ja Morant is out. I've I've heard some rumblings about teams targeting him in the offseason to take him from that backup spot and make him their point guard. Like, just give us more insight into 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 Tyus Jones and his role and how he's embraced it and how the team has embraced him when he takes over that point guard spot.
8: Oh, my goodness. Tyus, I said this on a show uh, this and I got a lot of criticism from a lot of people. Uh, I, Tyus Jones could very well be a starter on any other NBA team right now. And the fact that he's coming off of our bench, we are so lucky and we are very blessed. And we are very well aware of our blessings that we do have. But for Tyus, he's always talked about, I've, I've asked him before, like, what makes, you know, this season different than, you know, the past season. And he always says that. He's just, like, confident in his in his game. And the best thing about with this Grizzlies group is, like, they've allowed me to be that. And he's like, I'm always going to stay ready and be ready and be that guy. He takes his game very, very seriously. He takes his game prep very, very seriously. And he also has a great relationship with John Morant. He's not trying to outplay. He's also not trying to be John. And that's what – you know, I think a lot of guys, when you're coming off a bench and filling in for someone, you, you, they wanted to be that guy. And he's like, I'm not trying to be Jaw. I know that I can't be Jaw, but I know what I'm great at. And he kind of, he sticks to that. And these guys trust Highest. The great thing about Jenkins is how he's done his, like, various lineups throughout the entire season. We've seen it be tweaked, like, almost every game throughout this year. And he's always made sure that, you know, like, the meat of it all, the guys have all played at some point together. So when you get a situation like this in the playoffs – Tyus has that experience and when you have a guy who can, you know you can very well rely on to give you zero turnovers in a playoff basketball games that makes like that sets the tone and that makes everything else just like work so effortlessly.
1: What's game seven gonna be like? Like as wild as it was last night if they get it back to game seven. What's, what's it gonna no, be? No, like? no,
8: no, 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 no. I oh, We are doing there. Like, we are here. We
1: here.
8: I love game that you six. just that. What's game seven going to be like because because We're not talking about Friday. We're going to win. Game seven. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here for game seven is going to be the game. You guys said... That if you guys have picked the Grizzlies, you've been riding for the Grizzlies, if you all aren't there yeah. at edX Forum Game 7, I'm not going to believe you guys because that's the game that you want to be at. Our crowd, you've already seen the videos, you've already, already talked about it. You saw Draymond Green even get involved. I know he kind of like twisted the spin and like, oh, well, you know, you got to be that team that that has to be there when, <laughs> when, when you're down. No, no, no. He saw He probably was thinking like, dang. Our fans it's in San Francisco, here. we're not we're not in <laughs> Oakland anymore. You guys aren't in Oakland anymore. You got different fans. You come Man, down
1: to Memphis, you do the culture. Well, y'all we're not gonna be there, seven. but we'll be there, we'll be there in spirit. No, I'm saying like about game I would say hypothetically, I would say hypothetically, Megan said it's facts. Megan Tripler is it's like, going no, it's happened. gonna be a game seven. Hey, listen. It's like happening. the folks, her parent, listen parents gonna the be there again. Listen to the woman. Game yeah. seven. Like, right. Right.
8: Just so you guys know, I already have my hair appointment planned out, makeup done, like I already got my outfit picked out. I'm prepared for a game seven.
1: So You working.
8: Real talking working. Real talk is happening. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. Hey, listen. Right. If nothing else, this has been a fun team. It has given us Megan and Kelsey. Both of y'all gotta come represent if and when the Grizzlies do the impossible, the unthinkable, and come back from a three-one deficit without John Moran. Both of y'all gotta come back and represent that's not rubbing Michael Holly's face.
8: It's happened before. Let's not forget who, what happens.
1: team it happened to. A certain team. Yes. They have, yes. <laughs> Megan, thank wow. you so much. Good to have you. Appreciate you. All right, Megan. You, good stuff. All Appreciate right.
6: you.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Setting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
5: And then in general, of course, we're going to be down. Uh, Guys are going to be uh, pissed about the outcome. We outplayed them for three and a half quarters, and so we talked about you know, showing our resolve. We made it tougher on ourselves now and
2: uh, it'll make it sweeter when we bounce back. But, you no, know, we gave up a golden opportunity tonight. It's tough not in, in the playoffs. It's hard when you, you know, drop games that you're supposed to win. Um, but I believe in this group. If anybody can do it, the Celtics can. Um, so, you know, we, today, you know, it's... it's we, we take it in and we move forward just move on they did to us what we did to them the last game at their place
5: so we just got to come back out and keep swinging you know we got to fight back and that's just what it is we don't have time to worry about how we lost we ain't got time to worry about ah we lost and right now and it hurts got time for that so it hurts it definitely hurts but we ain't got time to feel it we got to go on to the next one and and really it's simple if you're not ready to come play next game then don't step on that court so that's how you get ready and move on
3: Well, Marcus smart. I would say they didn't quite do that to y- y'all didn't do that to them. <laughs> okay, that is a big difference. Anyway, look, it is a pleasure. We get to bring in a brother who knows the Boston Celtics as well as anyone who knows the NBA as well as anyone a Sherrod Blakely who is a broadcaster who is a writer who is an educator and mm-hmm. Sherrod show him the shirt a proud dad uh, why why there it is
1: represented. And that's my, the, that ain't the Loyola Chicago. That's Loyola New Orleans right there. Tell us about hey, your baby hey, girl, hey. not only graduating, but graduating with serious honors.
4: Yeah, yeah. Baby girl, a.k.a. Ariana Blakely, a.k.a. tax deduction number two. Uh, she <laughs> gra- She graduates uh, on Saturday and she was named journalist of the year. Uh, at the school and she also got inducted into the National Honor Society for Mass Communications and Journalism wow. and and pops don't feel so bad about cutting those checks. I, I feel like the I actually got some value out. Of it. So uh, we're good. Uh, we're good. And I it, mean, what? Well, well, that resume,
1: Michael, but... she should have been on the show. Why are you here? We should have got That's her right. to talk about it with that. Resume, oh, she yeah. yeah. she,
4: <laughs> she got to get the hair did and the nails did for the big day. Okay. All
3: right. All right. Starting to, it's on Saturday, and we starting on Thursday. Somebody say Thursday. We starting on Thursday with the, with, with all the preparations. We got, to make sure it's right. to we got
4: a lot of celebrating to do. But
3: tell me this: I tell you who is not celebrating anything. The Boston Celtics, after losing that game last night, Sherrod shocking. They're up by six, as I said to Mike. They're up by six with the ball, 144 to go, and down the stretch, they lose the ball in their last two possessions. They don't have the ball, and they lose by three. Is this thing over? Did they just lose a game, or did they lose a the series?
4: No. This, this is how this series is going to go because, as Marcus Smart pointed out, they literally did the same thing to Milwaukee uh, earlier in this series, and that's how this series is going to be. You, this to me, this is a conference finals slash NBA finals Titanic battle that is going to have ups and downs, back and forth, uh, where there's going to be inexplicable losses, and how the hell did they get that type of wins? That's what these two teams are made of. The winner of this team, I do believe, will be the representative of the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Because I'm looking over at the other side of the bracket: Miami, Philly, both good teams. But these are the teams. These two teams, whoever emerges, will be the East representative in the finals.
1: What about the uh, what about the other game from last night, Michael? And I, I was saying earlier how it's fascinating how both of us watch these two games and watch these series and see them completely differently. So I'm going to see if I can go two for two uh, with being on the same side as you, Sherrod. I think the Warriors should be worried. I think I'm, they should be concerned.
4: I'm with you because here's the thing. They didn't just go out there and lose a game. They got destroyed. And the sad part about it, Memphis didn't even have to go deep into the bag. It's, 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 like, it's like absolutely annihilating a team and you bring in your C game. Memphis is so much better than what we saw in that game. And that, if you're Golden State, you got to be worried about because they destroyed and dismantled you in every way, shape, imaginable. And if and I don't care whether you – this is the thing about Memphis. They don't care. They are so young right. and so talented. They don't care who you are, what you've done. They are that, that – they're that gang that you don't want to mess with because they may not be the OGs. They may not be the, the true young bloods, but they battle. They scrappy. They ain't scared of nobody and Golden State, you should be
3: scared. You should be nervous. Okay, yeah. Mike. I, I see two you. I see two. Mike.
1: two for You're two, two for two. two, for two. Yes. Now listen, He agrees with me listen, on both, this, this on both is, the series, both games.
3: I know. I know this generation. And I say it with respect this generation right here, fellas, not our generation, this generation, they built different. I know they built different. They see they don't see things the way we used to see them. now, Sherrod. You covered a Celtics team in 2010 that lost a 3-2 series lead and uh, in, to in, 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 in the NBA Finals lost to the Lakers. And people still talk about it. You know I ain't lying. People still talk about, hey, we would have won that series if we had Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's yeah. Kendrick Perkins.
3: She who was fires. like number five <laughs> of five starters. The fifth of five starters. Y'all trying to tell guy. me up in here, you trying to tell me on a Thursday. That Memphis has Golden State where they want them without John Morant going on the road. Exactly what I'm I'm
6: kidding
4: me. They don't have have them. They don't have them where they want them, but they've got them in a position where there's only one team that could be irrationally confident enough and go out and back that irrational confidence up and get back-to-back dubs against Golden State and that's Memphis. This team has been playing a rationally confident basketball all season long and in the playoffs. They're not afraid of going to the Golden State and getting a win. In fact, i if 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 they're being real with everyone, they expect to win game six. They absolutely expect and they and to me it's not even optimism. It's reality in their world that they have made the reality for the rest of us to see. We are witnesses to the greatness of the Memphis Grizzlies. Whipper will out genre. They're that dude. They're that team.
3: You're preaching good, Pops. You're preaching good. I like it. Now listen, because it's because it's baby girls graduation. I'm not going to bet anything because you need to put all of your resources, <laughs> devote all <of> your resources <laughs> to getting her uh, the, the greatest uh, graduation gift possible. But I'm going to say this. All right, let me flip it around on both of y'all. If Golden State should be nervous by what Memphis is capable of doing, and if Golden State wasn't in game five and they got a, a beat down the show for it, you best believe, okay, yeah, we nervous. We, you, you, you woke us up now, Game They six, their They'll be ready. It's okay. I, I, it's I, all right. To, I believe that it's all right to get their attention,
1: but, 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 their but attention I don't think because but, then but, they'll respond, I, I, but I got to reject, but I got to reject that premise. I said earlier, I don't think this was a matter of golden state taking Memphis lightly last night. I think that lets golden state off the hook. And and it it discredits Memphis to suggest that they went in and they were already checked out and looking ahead to game six and closing out at home. No, the Warriors have been around at least their core has been around too long to know that you can't mess around with a team like this. They went in with a closeout mentality, but and to say that, oh, the Warriors haven't played their game. Lois, the keys part of their game is bouts of sloppiness and immaturity. That's part of what makes them who they are. They can be frustrating at times with yeah. the way how That's loose true. and careless they can be with the basketball. So that was very Warriors like last night. It was also very Grizzlies like this is a good team with or without John ja Morant is the bottom line since you and I are feeling each other so much a hey, trial. Let me ask you this too. going back to the Celtics series. Michael your boy was like if it gets back to Boston. He has more faith. I don't want to state it. Michael. You have more faith. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. in the Bucks. In yes. the garden than he does seven. Yes. the Celtics in game seven. I'm like, yes. well, first of all, this, this series is destined to go overtime in game seven. It was going to end up being. But, like, I really like Boston's chances at home in game I, seven. And furthermore, I don't look at it as Boston now has to win two in a row. Oh, you're Boston right just got to win one. And, and they listen, both got to win game listen seven. That ain't two listen. in a row. Boston listen. just got to win listen one. Why. And they both got to win why one after that. This is why. This is why the. Where's that, is
3: where's that the, gift? The,
1: the, the, where's that? Where's that this gift? This the, the Blakely.
3: Gym? Hold on, hold on. This is why. This is why the Blakely Golden Child is the it's the greatest journalist to come out of Loyola with that
1: kind of math. Come <laughs> oh. on, like, Hey, I, 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 I had one math class. I had one math class at Loyola University New Orleans my freshman year. That was a wrap. I, I took the oh minimum. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, listen. Boston, Game 7 at home, I can't see how they don't win that game. I can't. And, and particularly how they lost Game 5. You better believe that as much as they're going to talk about moving on to the next game, they will they will not let Game 5 die. They will not forget about that game. And if they are fortunate to get back into the TD Garden and put this series away in seven games, which is something that we've all, I think, from the very beginning thought was going to be the reality of this series, they're going to get it done. I, I, I have absolutely zero doubt zero doubt Mike that they will lose a game seven in TD guard.
3: Okay, no, and, doubt and in my mind. tell me, but tell me why. Okay. All right. So I, I want to get away from the emotion of it. Now let's get to the strategy of it. Why okay. is there no doubt? What, what is it about Boston? What's the advantage they have beyond the floor, the famous parquet that they are playing on? What's the advantage they have of a Milwaukee that gives you so much confidence?
4: Their very best player, his name is Jason Tatum. He has not had a Jason Tatum game up to this point in the series. He's had some good games, but he has not had that signature put the team on the back kind of performance. Giannis, we just, as great as Giannis is, and there obviously are levels that he can still get to as a player, which is kind of scary. His moment in the series was game five, when he gets the cut over the eye from Pat content He's making three balls. He's doing things that are very un-Giannis-like, and that was key to them finding a way to rally and get the win. Tatum has not had that game. He will have that if it gets to a game seven. Jalen Brown is going to be Jalen Brown. You know, he wakes up and will be, and just rolls out of bed and gets you 20 points if you're the Celtics. The only thing that can limit him is a hamstring. And to me, last and certainly not least, the Celtics, it's their time. The way their season has gone, the way Ime Yudoka has basically you know, he's withstood the storms of of second of being second-guessed and questioned and doubted, to re- roll out 51 wins, sweep through the Brooklyn Nets, take the defending NBA champs to the brink of elimination. He is going to get it done. I'm a big EMA believer, not so much before. So the coach, your best player, and your, your steady Eddie, Jalen Brown, they're going to be the keys to you getting it done in Game 7.
1: I think we got four Game 7s we're looking at, because I don't think any of these mm. teams – have separated themselves or distinguished themselves as the clear-cut better team from the opposition. So want to pivot to tonight real quickly. We got two potential road closeout games, Phoenix at Dallas, Miami at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is just frustrating and confusing enough to fool around and win game six, if not game seven on (laughs) the road for crying out loud. (laughs) I don't believe that they will, but it wouldn't shock me. Uh, Do you see either? or both of these th- these teams up three two closing out on the road tonight or do those series continue on?
4: Miami will close it out. I, I just think that in the long and short of it. They're the better team from top to bottom. You think so? They're yeah. I do. I do. And, and again, Philly, they have had a great you season. You look players. at all that. They absolutely but Miami has a better team and you know, the, to me every year we always go through this. Eric Spolstra is the most maybe one of the most underappreciated coaches in NBA history all he does is create a team regardless of what pat riley gives him to work with that are gritty grimy tough and they find ways to win games often that they're not expected to or they're given some questions about whether they can do it they shouldn't win that series as far as phoenix and dallas i like that one going seven i love that one going seven because i, I think dallas they've got a unbelievably dominant player in luca and phoenix again good team has had a great season but I just wonder, they, they I get this kind of fat and happy feel about them, that they've had so whoa, much whoa. success that they're getting kind of comfortable. They're, they're kind of feeling themselves a little bit. Whoa, whoa. And I'm not, look, I'm not watch sure. Watch how you talk
1: about Phoenix around Michael.
4: <laughs> I'm not sure that they're still Man. playing with that. I'm not sure they're still playing with that edge that we saw earlier in the season. Uh, I don't know if it's still there. And I, I think losing game six and being forced to play game seven, that's going to be the wake-up call for them. Because I still have Phoenix to win it all. I just think this series is going to go
3: seven, and they'll get it done at home. Yeah, and Mike's right. No, those are my Phoenix sons. I got, I got an eye on them. Watching them. I've been watching them <laughs> I I been watching all year.
4: I, I, I thought Mike was about I to come in. Every to touch your brother around the neck on that one.
3: <laughs> yeah, but look, man. Well, well let me ask. Uh, hey, let me oh, let, let ahead, me ask you this though. Who, who's your team? Because I'm I'm looking at Phoenix, and I've been watching them all year. We always, you know, we, we put. We give a lot of love to Phoenix Western Conference teams We give a a lot of love here to Phoenix and to Memphis. Mm -hmm. Who's a team regardless of conference that you've been watching this year and you're saying you just watch they'll be there at the end. That's my championship favorite. Who is it?
4: Phoenix has been that team. They've been the team that I've watched and felt from the very outset was going to get it done this year. Uh, I look at Chris Paul who's just I mean, I I, we don't got enough time to talk about how good Chris Paul is and, and his impact. Uh, but Monty Williams, I'm, I'm so happy that he finally got his just due uh, as coach of the year. And you start looking at their roster, they just got a lot of really, really good players. And having the pain of g- coming so close a year ago, that has propelled them to be a really, really great team. But my favorite team to watch this season, and I've watched them quite a bit, is the Memphis Grizzlies. I love hearing Megan Triplett talk about that team because I'm, look, I love that team. They play the way you like to see teams play. They're young, they're hungry, and they don't give a F who is on the other side of the floor against them. They're coming, regardless. There is no fear or intimidation in them. And that is so unusual for a team that young, but rest assured, at some point, them young boys, they don't want to get paid. And that's and that's when it's going to yes. get messy.
1: The only way to get experience is experience. All right, uh, listen, want to touch on this before we let you go, man. Um, Joel Embiid, now has all too much experience with finishing runner up um, when it comes to MVP voting. I saw your column the other day. The case against Nikola Jokic winning Ooh. MVP. I, I wonder y'all what ain't gonna was be feeling each away? other.
3: Now y'all ain't feeling no, each other now. after no, this.
1: No, listen, listen. I mean, I, I prefer the case for MB versus against Jokic, but hey, it's provocative. It gets the people going. The voting yeah. has come out. I'm curious about your takeaway now that you've seen the final tally. And if you uh, if, if you think any, any, any differently about the, this, this process now that you see how close it was in terms of Jokic having the fewest first place votes in recent memory.
4: Well, I think it confirms a lot of the, the, some of the points that I made about him. And again, nothing Nikola Jokic had a hell of a season. There's no question about it. He was the MVP of the Denver Nuggets without question.
1: But that's that's a backhanded compliment. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Oh, dog. That was cold. That was cold. But here's
4: the thing the the voting by the the voters reflected also the the following that he had amongst fans. And and let's be honest, guys. When you talk about the league MVP in, in the NBA, the league MVP in the National Basketball Association, that individual is must see wherever he's at, whatever arena he's in, he's that guy. Denver at home, which is where you should always have a great, great, robust fan base. They were 16th in the NBA in average percentage attendance at home, which means that basically you're average when it comes to people who, who in your own market want to see you play. You are average and you are bottom 10 on the road in Mr. Giannis a Kumpo, You go down the line, the top, and you guys know this. The MVPs are guys that people want to see home so anyway.
1: Box office enough? Is that the argument? Are you That's serious? Part, that that is part he, he, of the he, argument,
4: he, Mr. Smith. That's part. I, oh my part
1: god! Are you more, serious? I told you. All right.
4: There's, There's lot, more. He's, he's not, he's not, not famous dollar.
1: enough. Because he's back And he's pulling up in a chariot in Serbia getting the award. He's not. I mean, are we serious with this? That's what it's come Mike. to He ain't I'm famous go, enough for you
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna go the route that most people like to go when they're for him and that is the analytics He won 48 games this year with a different team oh, that well. we all know they weren't very good. They weren't very good but 48 wins is impressive. There's no doubt about it. But if you're going to go with the, with the model that, well, he was able to uplift a team that wasn't very good to 48 wins, why not Luka Doncic, who level, elevated his team to the fourth best record? And if and if you say, well, let's just dis- dismiss that whole concept. Let's just look at the 48 wins. He got him in the Western Conference in a year where, and if we're being honest and real, the Western Conference was a very top-heavy league This conference this year. The middle class was weak strong upper class weak middle class low really poor bottom class and here's the other thing and this is the last point i'm making this michael take a look Brother, at the going four,
1: be my take a look, the floor is yours
4: take a look at the four teams that qualify for the play-in tournament in the east charlotte atlanta brooklyn and cleveland how many of those teams are better than denver if you're not clearly better than the damn play-in teams how can you possibly be my MVP if your team and your play so, isn't good enough to elevate you past the team that didn't okay. even make the playoffs?
1: Okay, I, these, these this this multiverse and these hypotheticals. Okay, so two things are clear. One, oh my God, what you I'm dancing crazy. for? You like if if it beats your MVP no. too? Number one, no, 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 no,
3: no. he's not. No, I just like no. I tell you I tell you why I'm dancing. I want you to continue, my You could have sworn I just like MVP. how the how this, how this little no, I said I didn't say Embiid. I never said Embiid. I never did. I never said that. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, you Now we got footage on this. I think we have receipts, but I just think it's fun
1: that you guys are just <laughs> feeling each other, you, you feel prob- each other. You publish, all, you publish publish too. Yeah, yeah. You're right. No, no, Michael, you're right. You 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 did say Jokic at one point. You said Jokic, you said Embiid, you said Giannis. You said boom. You probably platter. went through a lot so about yeah, it. Just, a it depends on which day you No, yeah. It ain't about me though. It ain't about me. All, okay, all <laughs> right, back this, back, this, back, this, to you, quirk. Quirk. back to you, Sharad. Back to you, Shira. Go ahead. It's a quirk. Everything you just said, everything you just said suggests one thing. You just wanted Embiid to be your MVP to be the MVP. And if you want Embiid to be MVP, you can make an argument for Joel Embiid, a legitimate argument to make for Joel Embiid to be MVP without resorting to market size and whether or not he's in commercials and whether or not he looks like an MVP should. Because I think you probably be much more comfortable with Embiid being a back-to-back MVP, the fifth senator to be back-to-back MVP than Nikola Jokic for whatever reason. And 27, 14 and 8 ain't analytics. Here's the second part of it. um, When it comes to this MVP conversation the winning thing and I want to bring back Mark J Spears. He ain't here, but we heard him say this yesterday and I'm gonna bring this up. Mike, let's grind in my gears yesterday. This idea about oh, we got a reward winning and it should be the best player on the best team. Well, if you are the best player on the best team and you won eight games more than anybody else. That probably means you want a better team, which is a lot harder to establish your value if you're not the clear cut driving force of that team's success because you can't tell me unequivocally that Devin Booker is better than Chris Paul or is more responsible for the Suns' success than Chris Paul is what I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt is that that's a freaking lottery team in Denver. If not for Nikola Jokic, his supporting cast was worse than all the other MVP finalists. Full stop. That's all I got to say about that. That's why he's the MVP. I don't care if he won forty, he won 48 games, Embiid won 51. So you're gonna hold him being a sixth seed with 48 wins in a Western Conference against them when Embiid's team won 51. Like, I'm okay hey. if Embiid is your MVP. I'm okay if Giannis is your MVP by virtue of his numbers and being the best player in the league. What hey. I'm not okay with is yeah. discrediting Nikola Jokic. Hey. I'm not okay here's with Here's the other that. thing.
3: Achiraj, you know what? I also don't like. I don't like the box office point. You know what that proves to me? Denver doesn't know what it's looking at. I think Jokic should demand to be traded and go somewhere where people appreciate him and they see what? the genius up close and they and they choose. What are you doing, watching the Avalanche? The University of Denver? What, what the hell else right. are doing?
4: Well, it's funny you should mention that, Michael, because when there was a guy that we're both familiar with, we are all familiar with, named Carmelo Anthony, they were actually top ten at home in So it's not like the Denver fan base does not recognize greatness. It's not like they it. don't Damn. recognize ballers. I'm just saying,
1: they, they don't like y'all. that picture. Hey, let me y'all. tell you something about a. Pre- <laughs> wait, listen. I'm about to I'm about to finish it up by saying that I love you too, like, bro. Talk about full circle this uh, a knows greatness when he sees it, you know, how I know he knows greatness when he sees and it, you, Michael Holly because he was one of the first people to read my clips in college at NABJ in Phoenix and be like, hey, man, you got you got this and he and he, and he helped guide my career. So this man trust his That's opinion because he knows greatness when he sees it. He saw and it let me it. And, and let me just point out <laughs> one thing real quick before we get out. I do believe
4: Jokic is a great player. I don't want anyone to get this idea that I think he sucks because he doesn't. He is an exceptionally (laughs) talented player. He's just not my pick for MVP. That's that. I
5: mean,
1: that's fine. That's fine. Hey, hey, listen, that's great, man. (laughs) You could not go wrong. And and we love you, man. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for
3: joining us, man. Congratulations to you. uh, Your lovely wife, Jennifer, your your whole family, man. Congratulations on this uh, big weekend for you guys.
4: Appreciate it, brothers.
1: Appreciate it. Wolfpack in the house. Journalist of the year. I don't think I was ever journalist of the year at Loyola.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Jenkins and Jones are here. Look, man, I am not a Warriors hater, far from it. But that was so much fun watching them get the bricks beat off of them in Memphis last night. Uh, John and Tyler, uh, John, we'll start with you, man. Like, how worried should worry the, the the Warriors don't seem worried. Draymond was having fun last night. Steph was <laughs> laughing. That's all he could do. How worried should Warriors fans be, though? That this thing is going back to Memphis, and they got to hear more of whoop that trick.
2: Basically, first of all, the fact that they're playing whoop that trick in the arena on national television—how insane <laughs> is that? <laughs> <laughs> that is you come a wild. Long way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Come a long way. I don't think they should be worried. They're just as worried as they should be. I think the thing is like. What's interesting about Memphis is they're young enough to believe that they could beat the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Come back from 3-1, no job. Ja, who cares? MVP caliber player, who cares? They're young enough to believe that they can come back and get that W. But as far as, like, real worry, you know, they, they've been here before. They've laughed before. And they beat, they beat better teams before after laughing. So they'll be fine.
1: Tyler?
5: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm on the same boat as John. Um, You know, in the, biggest, in the bigger scheme of things, in the bigger picture of things, you're asking... Will the Grizzlies run off three straight against this Warriors team? And that's not going to happen. Um, That was an ask of monumental proportions last night, though, and that's something that <laughs> that, uh, that a lot of Grizzlies fans should take pride in because that was just uh, historic pummeling there. But but yeah, I, I, I don't think Warriors fans should worry. Oh,
3: okay, no, hey, hey, listen now, look, now thank you, thank you. Now I'm getting some W's <laughs> here because I took some L's with previous guests who would agree with Michael Smith. So Michael, please tell John and Tyler. Why you think the Warriors should be uh, worried? Because no, you, you've been no, doing that for, Steph, for Steph about Draymond, hour and forty
1: minutes. Steph, Draymond, Clay, Steve Kerr, wherever he is healing up. No, they're not worried. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if they lost by thirty nine or nine. I'm saying that the Grizzlies, this idea that the Warriors just mailed it in and just. Philadelphia 76er. They just tricked it off because they weren't worried about it. They were gonna go back home and finish it <laughs> in game six. They wanted to close out the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have been good all year without Ja Morant. They're still a good team without John ja Morant. And the Warriors have flaws. As much of a juggernaut as we as they've flashed, as we and we think they can be or should be, they have flaws. Draymond got twenty-four points and twenty turnovers or whatever it is this series. Jordan Poole hasn't been great the last two games. Steph hasn't shot to his standards. I'm saying it would not surprise me in the least if this went back to Memphis for a game seven, Tyler. Wow.
9: Hmm.
5: Well, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on board with you where I do see the holes in this Warriors team where I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I would be surprised if the Warriors win the West, I don't have them getting past Phoenix. Um, but yeah, you know, I do think that the Warriors are a beatable team just not by Memphis though.
2: Got gotcha. you. It's interesting that Jordan Poole has been the best player on that team the second half of the season. I don't think a Jordan Poole led Warriors team is going to get them out of the West. Like you say. but it'll get them past Memphis. But yeah, I mean, this series is over. <laughs> that
1: was fun. <laughs> like, uh, it made it interesting. It was fun. Okay. All right. yeah. We can we yeah. at least agree With on that, that. It was fun last right. night. Yeah. What, well, so, what about I, what about the uh, what about the other one from last night? What about that game? Do you see that one as over Did Boston blow it John?
2: Marcus Smart is kind of like Westbrook in a sense that, like, he's good while simultaneously being really annoying. You know, what I mean, he'll make the pass he made in game <laughs> one against the next to win. And then he'll dribble head down playing hero ball, leaving a butt naked Jason Tatum wide open, trying to win a game and get two turnovers in the, in, the, in the game. But it's not over. They're they're good enough. But the series should be over. I mean, there's the two games that they lost was because they're not disciplined enough. And you can't beat a Bucks team without being disciplined. They have the horses. They're good enough to beat this Bucs team. They just don't have the discipline where they can keep it up for four Ooh. quarters. You know what I'm saying?
3: Bruh, I love that. I love that. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that, Tyler, but I, I'm with you 100%. It is discipline and focus, really, and I think that, that made the difference in the series. You see it that way, too, Tyler?
5: Oh, for sure. For sure. I think in the um, final moments of that game where, you know, seasons are on the line, and, you know, that's not an over-exaggeration. Like, in 2-2 games, the winner of game five goes on to win that series 82% of the time. So it's not overstating it to say that the season was on the balance late in that game. And we saw a team that, that just isn't ready yet to be a champion in the trenches with a team that looks prime to repeat, right? Like, we saw, you know, bus, a Boston fumbling all over themselves. They weren't getting the ball to Tatum. Meanwhile, every Bucks player out there, like, came up big when we needed. You know, we got that, that big three from Drew. You know, we got another big three from Giannis. You know, we got the, the, the drive by Giannis to get to the line, you know, um, in, in crunch time. We got that huge putback from Portis on the missed free throw. Then we got the huge clutch free throws from, um, you know, um, Connaughton when Boston fouled. Then we got the defensive play of the year from Drew, and then the steal from Drew lock out. Incredible. Incredible. So, great. yeah, so, so I, yeah, yeah, I think in that moment we saw a team that is that I think is going to repeat versus a team that just isn't ready to take that step yet. And it's nothing against Boston. They're not behind schedule or anything. These nope, are just
2: the lumps nope. that teams take, you know, on on this path. If you just if, think, if you look oh, at this...
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: If you look oh, you at the last it, yeah. 12 possessions, Tatum didn't even touch the ball seven times. There was one. There was one point where he didn't touch the ball four consecutive possessions. One of the best players in the league doesn't touch the ball. You know, the last two possessions didn't even look at Tatum. You know what I mean? Smart with the ball both times. Turnovers. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna yeah. choose to go out in a fight when you have Giannis, the best player in the world, something we've never seen, you're gonna choose smart as your player to go up and You know, get the, <laughs> get, the get the get the ball in your dog's hands in the end of the game. Right. And that's what that's what the Bucks did. They had kind of to hit a, a bunch of big threes and then Drew, a, and then the healthy helpings of Drew and Giannis. And meanwhile, yeah. you know, they're like, like Tyler said, they're fumbling on the other end. You know what I mean?
1: Every time I want to yeah, believe in any of these remaining teams in the playoffs, they blow a lead and break your heart. So I look at the, I look at the, all eight of them, and I see teams that are so close. And in these series, none of these teams has really separated themselves and established themselves as the clear cut better team. So with that in mm-hmm. mind, I got I got us getting four game sevens. I think, and going to tonight, I think untrustworthy as Philadelphia, Tyler. Extends oh. that series against Miami you so? and sends it back to Miami, and I think Dallas beats Phoenix. I can see Dallas beating Phoenix. I think I don't know. I, I think I think Miami's
5: tipping those boys up tonight, though. Yeah, I, I think it's a wrap tonight. Yeah, that's gonna Harding be just, scene, Yeah, man, yeah hard, that's <laughs>
9: Oh. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the Jim Harden and the Jim, Jim Rivers show are going to be floating.
5: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what's going on with Harden. He's not the player he was. Like, I saw a stat that said he's only had two 30-point games as a Sixer. That's just...
2: I don't know, man. Look at how aggressive he plays. He doesn't play aggressive like he used to anymore. He plays like a facilitator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> without those free throws and that aggressiveness, he's Eric Snow out there, bro.
1: <laughs> he oh, out there entering shit. the office. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> he's oh man! <laughs> oh man! We didn't <laughs> go Wait, too far, man. Who should really be trying? more respected? Who should Who should feel more disrespected, James Harden or Eric Snow? <laughs> no, Harden. Just Harden for that, sure. at this ahead.
2: point, and that's where G- Jimmy C. Harden is. You feel yeah. me? And he's a great player, but they're like he's, I think he's a he's a sixth or seventh highest paid athlete in the world. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because that that's what he deserved yeah. at one point. And now look at him. I mean, come on, man. But I think we're going to see more of this than what we used to see. I think he's more of a facilitator at this point of his career. I'm
1: so I'm so glad you said about the highest paid player in the world because the that's an easy segue into LeBron as the highest paid player in the world. And by the way, before uh, we get there, we see your dog.
3: Shout out to your dog. Finally, we got your dog in the picture. Thank you, Michael Smith.
1: Okay. Oh, did he go? Oh, yeah, oh right. He was. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Stokely. Oh, he just. Oh, he just <laughs> shout out Stokey. Oh, Stokey shout out Stokely. Oh, Stokely walking around. Yeah. That's a hell of a no, name. No, yeah. Stokey, Stokey Stokely Carmichael Smith. Stokely Carmichael Smith. That's his name. Bro, oh, you a real one. Really? That's how we know. <laughs> <laughs> but look. Um, so LeBron thought he had avoided Phil Jackson. Okay, his old nemesis Phil Jackson. But Phil, along with everybody and, and Mama, got a voice in all things Lakers. So here's Bill Plasky with Doug Gottlieb talking about Phil's plans for LeBron, allegedly.
7: Dude, I've heard that Phil would like LeBron traded. I've just heard that. But I've got no nothing to back that up, no on-the-record stuff to back that up. But I think Phil, I know I I do know that Phil would like them to keep Westbrook and try to make it work with him. And I do know, because when I asked Jeannie, I said you got to trade Westbrook, right? She says we've got to hire a coach first and see how that works. So I think Phil. I mean, if Phil were physically able to do it, I'd support him being back on the bench. I would, but he's just not physically able to do that anymore. But I think his. We're going to see a lot. Where a lot of what we see coming up is going to be Phil's fingerprints, and where that stands with LeBron. He I don't think he's. I don't think he loves LeBron. But again, I think Sheenie would overrule him on that.
1: That's not shocking who we considering what we're talking about, who we're talking about in right. their history. It's not a shocker it's, that Phil yeah. Jackson would want to trade LeBron and his posse, right? Uh we ain't we ain't mm. over that yet. But here's the thing. John, remove, I love I love the look on John's face. Look at look on John's well, John, face. Right? John, if you re- <laughs> John, if you if you remove the Phil Jackson the the posse comments and the history there, if you remove the meddlesome nature of the Lakers organization. It's not all that illogical to think we can get something for LeBron who may leave anyway and reboot this organization the right way. I i, I think you
2: you played a game to play win championships, right? I think if they would have not got Westbrook and, or they wouldn't have got the, the hurt the year before, they were the best team in the playoffs. And if they didn't get Westbrook, they were in the championship race. You feel me? So I think they're a Westbrook 47 million dollar contract away from getting you know, from from being back in the race. I don't think Westbrook gets you there anymore. I don't think Westbrook's a bad player. He's not worth 47 mil though, and you would rather keep him than Bron. I think that's extremely well, no, no,
1: no, that, no, that's ridiculous. No, 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 not the Westbrook part. Westbrook, you you probably have to give put something with Westbrook in order to get somebody to take Westbrook Westbrook should be practically untradeable, not the Westbrook Mm -hmm. part of it. I don't mean that I mean the (laughs) idea of trading LeBron in a vacuum. If you remove like who's suggesting it like LeBron can get you the type of asset. He's the only guy you could trade probably that can get you something meaningful. If you want to build for the long term, if you want to run it back with these guys and win next year and hope they all stay healthy. All right, you keep LeBron, but he's the only tradable asset you really have. mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying, Tyler.
5: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This, this. I just don't see the logic in it at all. So I'm thinking this must be some type of Phil Jackson Zen Master mind game that I'm not picking up on yet. Because I don't know why you would say trade LeBron and ride with Westbrook. You know what I mean? I, especially after the season those two just had, like, it's just not the same. No, no, that's not the decision that needs to be made here. If we're looking at well, numbers, yes, it we oh, probably God. saw the right. best. I'm sorry, John.
2: We probably saw the best LeBron James this season looking at numbers. Right. This is the best we've seen of LeBron, but he just had nobody around him. AD was hurt. Westbrook wasn't Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? So why would you trade that man when at this point he, we we saw the best
1: season we saw him in, in, in a well, Lakers I'll, jersey? You know what I mean? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I would real quick. I okay. I would consider it. And, we, and Michael and I talked about this. Is because the Lakers have always gone for this quick fix. They always think they're a championship contender. That roster was poorly constructed last year. What is their way out? And if and are they willing? both in terms of their head coach hire okay. and their personnel decisions to actually approach this in a sensible long term way. And if they are they got to stop looking at it as like we all in on a championship this year future be damned LeBron may be walking away be damned and look at this and say what's the best path forward for this organization. It might be the deal Michael. LeBron especially if he ain't committed long term Michael, but I see his problem. Here's the problem.
3: Um, Phil Jackson to F it up. Okay, like those are like those are like those <laughs> like two or three different conversations. Like, so if you're talking about just your average to above average general manager who's trading yeah. LeBron, okay, you might get something. Like, okay, right. go to the extreme. The you got Sam Preston. <laughs> you got Sam Preston <laughs> yeah. trading LeBron. Then yeah. you feel good about what's coming back. Yeah. Bill Jackson is a brilliant coach. Is a whack whack team builder. Like, yeah. are we forgetting what, no what he did in New York? So I don't, builder, I don't no think he's he doesn't see the big picture. He knows he knows how to whisper to the stars. He's great at that. Yeah, if you <laughs> let Phil Jackson and, and, and fellas, you know, I know uh, y'all some Lakers fans. So you tell me, I think the problem with the Lakers is that Jeannie bus. She's really smart. But she also has a big heart and she just allows here. Like some people, right? Some people, you just gotta like. Look, you you can't get my number. I, I, drop me an email. Drop me. I'll, I'll give you the work email. I'm not giving you my cell phone. And so, Jenny Bus listens to Phil, the Rambuses plural, Magic. Still, you listen to Magic. <laughs> Rob Palenka. I just think it's. I think she's got too many people talking to her.
1: Too many cooks in the kitchen.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I totally agree. And going off what you said, like you know, Phil does not have a good team, uh, a good history of building teams. Like, he's a great maximizer of talent, perhaps the greatest maximizer of talent we've ever seen in this sport. But as far as building something from the ground up, that's not his MO. I think this is probably a move that was kind of brought in to kind of send a message to LeBron perhaps that, you know, there's going to be some decisions being made with the reconstruction of the team that you're not going to be comfortable with. And, you know, this is one of them right here. You know what I mean? I, th- I think Phil probably has a lot of weight in who their next coach will be. I don't think they're going
2: to really lean on him for roster construction. though. I respect that because I think somebody should have told LeBron no Westbrook last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I know that's your homie. I know that's a good—it yeah. that you it feels good for L.A., but, you know, you ain't the LeBron that could just out-LeBron bad play like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no Westbrook. I think that would have been good to have somebody in that position to say that, but I don't think he should be in just, you know, the GM, you know what I'm saying, like he was in past years, but um, trading him is wild to me.
1: Well, let me, uh, let's do the, the Lakers of the East in some respects before we let y'all go. That's the Nets. Speaking of pe- people that don't get told no, Sean Marks <laughs> seemed to be talking real tough yesterday as if there's a world in which he would get rid of Kevin Durant's boy, Kyrie Irving. Here's Sean Marks.
9: Um, we haven't had any of those discussions yet, so it would be unfair for me to comment on, you know, how it looks with, with us and Kyrie, because to be quite frank, he has some decisions to make on his own. So he has to look... Um, at what he's going to do with his player option and so forth, like that. But I think we know what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for guys that want to come in here, be part of something bigger than themselves, um, play selfless, play team basketball, uh, and be available. And that goes not only for Kyrie, but for for everybody here. It's a team sport, and you need everybody out there on the court. And when we saw this year, you know, when when you have, you know, Kevin, miss. 27 games with injuries and Kyrie being out for over half the season, I mean, that hurts. You know, that hurts from a roster-building standpoint. You know, that's, that's not what we planned for. So um, some are avoidable, and, and other excuses are of, of individual nature, and those are the ones that we have to try and avoid. We need people here that want to be here. They're selfless. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves, and they, there's an objective and there's a goal at stake here. And in order to do that, we're going to need availability from everybody.
1: Tyler, how's uh, Kyrie receiving that? Um, I don't know. I, I think this this has the potential to get
5: ugly if if neither side blinks here. Because Kyrie Kyrie's a wild enough boy to where he would not surprise me if he walked away from the game if he didn't get to the deal he Like would any of us be surprised if that happened? I damn sure wouldn't. Like and, and so you know, but but good old Sean Marks for taking the stand here because if 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 this Nets team didn't learn that there's no shortcuts to this, that you have to be there all season, you have to build that chemistry. You have to, you know, be, have a team a roster that's dedicated to defense. You have to have some some coaching, some scheming. It's like if they didn't learn that lesson from this season, then, then it's a lost cause. Like you know, if, if they're going to do a revamp here, they have got to be on board with that. You got to be locked in for the whole season. You got to get some defenders on that team, and you got to get some coaching. So, yeah, I, I think Sean Marks is addressing one of those needs right there with those Thomas and Kyrie.
2: It's just interesting saying "selfless team basketball" when their game plan is to go out there and get buckets, KD and Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. get a coach that, that that you know that schemes and you know, you know, have, creates a team, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I was, we'll, I, I mean, like I, I agree with Tyler completely though. I think it get, I can I think it can get ugly, you know what I mean?
1: Jacobs and Jones, y'all make some beautiful music together, man. John and yeah, Tyler, man. we appreciate y'all. And nobody bring Always y'all up time y'all. Thank y'all for falling through, Tyler. <laughs> for sure. Always a blast. Appreciate
2: y'all. Peace.
1: a lot of talk this time of year about NBA MVP and it should be including of the postseason all that kind of stuff. So I really like the NBA rolling out Eastern and Western Conference final MVP trophies named after Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, respectively, really like it. Um, One more point. I want to make about MVP Michael with the voting that came out yesterday. This is coming from somebody that ain't really won nothing. In the immortal words of Fife, don't ever let a statue tell me how tell me how nice I am like Joel Embiid. It's subjective. It's a bunch of people's opinion that you know don't know what they're talking about. You are no more or less valuable because you exactly. don't have the trophy. Just one. Want to button that up with that. Love it. Coming with Coming more, more hits than the, the Braves
3: and the Yankees.
1: There you go. Yeah, is. <laughs> We're on a war tour.
6: Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their Summer Splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries,